Welcome to the Holding Time Podcast. Here we discuss breastfeeding in all its complexity, the ups and downs, the challenges, the triumphs. Whether you're expectant, a new mother or simply interested, I hope you'll appreciate the incredible warrior women who are featured in this series. Hi, I'm Kelly. I have two children, a four-year-old called Max and a seven-month-old called Lily. And how was it with Max, you know, the first time you tried breastfeeding? Um, Did you try it? I did try and um, I managed to feed into 39 months. I stopped when I got pregnant with Leo. Um, Wow. Yeah. And I never planned on it going on that long, but yeah, it it did. (laughs) So um, with Max, I decided I wanted to breastfeed. Didn't do any research into it, thought it's natural. I'll just know what to do when the baby's born. Like really naive <laughs> and found it quite difficult <laughs> when when um, I had him. So I had an emergency C-section. So he was quite sleepy when he came out and I was a bit frazzled. I'm not really kind of with it very well. And um, I had quite a lot of support in the hospital to get feeding established. And I thought it was going well, but it was very painful for quite a long time. And I got quite a lot of support, but never really got over that kind of pain. And I just told myself I wasn't going to quit on a bad day. So I didn't <laughs> and kept going. So, yeah, I carried on feeding him till till this one happened. So um, was it your first son that was tongue tied? So both, actually. So. Well, Leo was diagnosed with a tongue tie, but Max, looking back on it, the experience I had was very similar to the one I had with Leo. And looking back at like the photos of him, you know, crying and like videos, he definitely had a tongue tie, just wasn't diagnosed. Uh, yeah, you, you see it, don't you? Like the tongue yeah. doesn't come out. It's extension and elevation. Yeah, he never... It's actually he never not that hard to diagnose. I don't understand why so many women, you know... What's the tongue tie service like up there? So I had Max in Stockport and the breastfeeding support was really good, but they never really like looked in his mouth or checked that. They, you know, they always checked how I was feeding him and kind of never got to the bottom of it. But this breastfeeding, so I had Leo in Liverpool and the breastfeeding support here has been fantastic. Even though I had him during like February's lockdown, they had the... Bambies came round on the ward and checked everything was okay with him. And they were really happy with like my position and everything. But I still had quite a lot of um, pain. And I got regular text messages from them. And after I think like the second day, I was like, this isn't, this isn't right. So I had a telephone call with a breastfeeding support worker. She got me to send a video of this one crying. And she looked at the video and was like, like almost certain he's got a tongue tie um, and because he had jaundice they referred him really quickly and got it snipped at day five it was fantastic wow yeah well, that was the difference afterwards yeah. that was during covid yeah yeah honestly yeah. I, I can't sing praises well enough of like the midwives um like postnatally and the breastfeeding families and the tongue tie service. So I just, I couldn't believe how quickly it got sorted. And it made such a difference straight away as well. The breastfeeding rates are pretty low in the area. Mm. 
But do you see women breastfeeding around your area? Is yeah. it? No. So saying that at the baby groups, it you did see quite a lot of women breastfeeding. But as he's got older and the babies I've been with have got older, it's kind of decreased. Why do you think women drop off? So for me, I think that the support's not there for women. And I know like I had amazing face-to-face support, but I, I don't mean like the support services. I mean like your family and kind of just society understanding how demanding breastfeeding is. So I don't think pe- women are educated properly antenatally to prepare themselves for the realities of what it is to have a newborn baby. You know, it's demanding bottle feeding, but physically, I think physically breastfeeding, is, it's all down to you, isn't it? People's expectations of what they think is going to happen is, is never, never the reality. Because I, I just don't think people are told and it's not spoken about. It's funny, isn't it? Because in like developing countries like Nigeria, I've spoken to quite a number of Nigerian women. They're like everybody breastfeeds right the way past, you know, up to being a toddler. And that's totally normal. And you think, God, how is it that here where we've got all this sort of quite strong support in those early days and everything that we just don't see that? And um yeah, I mean, you can't say women in those countries have less to do. Yeah, they might have eight kids you know they can't say they're less busy for example or no it's got to be a cultural it's got to be on a subtle cultural level the messages that women are getting I think yeah and I think so I think like when childbirth was very became very medicalized and people just you know the breastfeeding rate started to drop off from then when it was seen as like Having a baby was like a, a medical procedure, not a normal physiological thing that women can go through. And I think like with the introduction of formula, you lost a whole generation of women that just stopped breastfeeding and put the baby on, on formula. So you kind of lost that experience and kind of knowledge has been wiped out from a whole generation of women. So you're not getting that passed down. Like my my maternal grandma didn't breastfeed and I, I think my maternal grandma didn't and my mum tried to but didn't have the support she was told she didn't ha- she couldn't breastfeed because she wasn't producing enough milk well in the reality it probably wasn't that she couldn't that she wasn't supported uh, to be able to do uh, it so like my mum was so supportive about me breastfeeding that she, she never got to really do it herself um, until a third child, my youngest sister, and I think she managed to do it for 12 weeks until she had to go back to work. So society, we've lost that experience of what breastfeeding is and how to support women doing it. Is there anywhere that you would suggest is a good place to feed around town? In, in Liverpool, mm. um, I like going... So I, I don't really have a problem. I'll feed him anywhere, to be honest. Um, I like going to coffee shops, but if, do you know, if he's being extra fussy and John Lewis have a really nice feeding room, they've got like a, a separate screen and there's like hot water and stuff there. And it's just like really nice, comfy chairs. That's um, great to know. And um, that's in the middle of Liverpool. Yeah, right in the city centre in Liverpool one. That's usually my go, go to place if I need to sort him out. 
but I'm happy to like feed in any coffee shop, you know. I've been really lucky. I think I've only had one negative experience of feeding any of these two in public or someone being very disapproving. Um, and that was like the first time I fed Max in public and my husband was like, just ignore him. I don't feel like I've had any negative negativity really towards breastfeeding. And I know that is not most women's experience. And I think I've just been like so lucky. What makes you think that it's not most women's experience? Do you know some of the online support groups? Like I've, you hear of women receiving a few negative comments from people in public. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually it's very, very... Those incidents are really widely reported. Mm. But I, so I went into it thinking, God, the minute I get my breast out, someone's going to start shouting at me because yeah. that's the perception. But actually, I've spoken to so many women about this now and I always ask, what's it like for you breastfeeding in public? And I've honestly never found anyone mm. in doing this work that's had a bad experience beyond something that's kind of a bit... I don't know, sort of maybe someone trying to be helpful, but being a bit unhelpful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that type of like yeah. non-help. But never have I heard of a woman having an actual negative experience. Yeah. And it gives a kind of skewed idea that there's like loads of hostile anti-breastfeeding people out there. And they're really, no, there's hardly any anti-breastfeeding people out there. You know, there might yeah. be anti-cyclists or anti, I don't know, whatever else you know there there, are, there is hostility on the street is what I'm saying I think I I stopped feeding Max in public when he got to like 18 months I didn't feel that was accepted yeah I would say that is that's true and I felt it was no longer socially acceptable to and do. I think also the family support drops away as well doesn't yeah. it and it's such a shame because actually mothers who feed full term are so experienced and such mm. experts by the time they're fed one child. And, yeah, we've got all this sort of, yeah, disapproval that comes in at that stage mm. that it really discourages women from going the full term. Yeah, I just, I stopped telling people. when I think it's that Max got up to about 18 months. I just didn't tell people. I think I'd had a few negative mm. comments, you know, from the health visitor. Um, and then I think the doctor had said something as well. She's like, you need to get your body back and your yourself back and you're not helping yourself by breastfeeding. And that was when he was like probably 12 months or 13 months at that time. And then I think the health physicist said something at his development review about him not sleeping through because I'm breastfeeding. And I was like, oh, I'm just not telling people anymore. I had enough knowledge to argue it, but I just didn't feel like I, it would have made any difference arguing it. Just kind of like nod your head and then I just didn't tell people. Tell you one thing that I... My husband like looked at me and was like, are you going to cause an argument over this? Because he wasn't even 24 hours old. I was still in hospital and the paediatrician came around to do his baby check. And she was like, how often is he feeding? And I was like, I'm just feeding him on demand. He's, you know, it's at least probably every two hours, sometimes more, sometimes less. Bearing in mind, I think he was like 20 hours old at this point. I was like, he latched really well and he fed loads when he was born. And I'm happy. And she's like, you need to start getting him into a routine. You should only be feeding him every three hours. And I just like looked at my husband and I think he like looked at me to say, are you going to, are you going to say something? And I was like, I just, I couldn't. I just, I was like, do you know, just disbelief, absolute disbelief. And this paediatrician was young. It wasn't someone that had done their training 20 years ago. You know, she'd done her training Within 10 years, you know, she was younger than me. 
And I just, oh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, no wonder why breastfeeding rates are so bad. If you're telling women this when they've just had a baby, that you should only be feeding them every three hours to get them in a routine. I just, it's oh, completely geez. incorrect, isn't it? I mean, it's actually the antithesis of what they should be doing. It's harmful to be telling it's women that. Diametrically opposite to what they should do. Just like absolute disbelief. And I just, you know, like I've just had a baby and I was like tired and I've been up all night with him. And I was like, I just, I can't argue this. I just was like, I'm just feeding him on demand. That was my extent of the argument at that point. So what would your advice be to do to a new mother about breastfeeding? Yeah. To follow your instinct and to feed when your, your baby's like rooting or crying or starting to chew their hands just if you're unsure feed them thanks for listening and thanks to everyone involved our funders cheshire and merseyside women's health and maternity program arts council england lottery awards for their support along with all the amazing mothers and partners who have helped to make this project happen you can find out more about the project by visiting holdingtime.org